Hi, I'm Anne, and I'm an Erper. And I'm Casey. I have no idea what an Erper is, but I want in. Join us on Why Not, a Winona Earp fangirl podcast as I introduce Casey to my favorite show and find out if she has what it takes to be an Erper. Hi, and welcome back to Why Not, a Winona Earp fangirl podcast. Hey, Casey. Hi, Anne. I feel like it's been two years. It has been. It's been... I'm a changed woman. I've been in nature for a very long time. By nature, I mean pretty much nature. I mean, there was hot tubs. There was a hot tub. A hot tub. And we had Wi-Fi the whole time. And internet. And cable. But it was pretty (laughs) nature-y. You saw a snake. You're really roughing it. Mm-hmm. I know. I shared your snake picture on Twitter, and oh. um, everyone said you were with Bullshit. <laughs> Good one. Damn it. Think of that. You're glitching. You're glitching. Is it me? I don't know. Uh, let me switch. Hang on. We seem okay. Mm-hmm. It says I'm unstable, but I don't think it's talking about my internet. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> it's a definite uh, uh, for sure i don't think so yeah no it was so great yeah we um you were gone forever <laughs> um <laughs> the first vacation we were with two other couples so it was six moms and six kids and that was really fun and i'm like oh my gosh we're gonna for sure see nature there's like this pond behind the house we were in the middle of literally nowhere and then for one night I was um walking like it was the first night we were there i think and i was walk taking a walk by myself and all I hear is Cora, my daughter, just screaming her face off just because she's a loud kid. She like talks loud. She does everything very loudly. And so I'm like, we're not going to see any nature. None. So we, all, all, we only saw a snake. And then we saw a deer in a deer zoo. <laughs> They're forced to be there. <laughs> we had to pay admission to see some We did animals. not have to pay. No, but they were caged, really. Mm, captive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. And then the second one we just got back from was for my mom's six, my mom and dad's 60th anniversary. And I couldn't believe it. Oh, 60. Oof. Feels like 15 minutes underwater. Um, and it was fun. We rented kayaks. I went kayaking. I took the kids canoeing. I mean, I was who are I stepped you? in the lake up to my waist. I was the lake up to my waist. I had a complete breakdown and I ran out because, oh, I know what it was. I was in the lake to my waist. Next to me, like to my left was the pier. Emmy was in the lake with me. She was like kind of swimming. And Tracy was fishing off the pier and she caught like a pretty sizable fish. I would say it was about like eight or nine inches. She reels it up. Emmy looks at it. She's like, get me out and she jumps on my body and like a koala like a baby koala and i had to wade out of the water with her i'm like emmy you were fishing yourself you know that there are fish where do you think the fish are in a specific bubble like 
they're in the lake. She caught fish. <laughs> Your child didn't realize that there were fish in the I, lake. Maybe she didn't think that they came that big because she caught much smaller ones. But I was like, what are you thinking there? But I was like, yeah, I agree. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was good. I'm glad to be back. And then we had fall, you know, like vacation fallout all weekend. And then, or not all weekend, Sunday and um, yesterday. And then tomorrow they go back to school. Thank God, Jesus, Mary Joseph. Um, and so I have to get all their stuff. They're all their stuff is at school. They're all ready to go, but it's also Dario's birthday tomorrow morning. So I have to decorate, make a cake, yada yada yada, because we always do birthday cake for breakfast and all that stuff. So, in other words, let's get rolling. All right. So we are on episode four hundred four. Like you said, what is the title of this episode? I'm scared. No, you were scared. No, I know. But what was it called? I don't remember. <laughs> it's called Afraid. And it was written <laughs> two weeks. And now you don't remember uh, how to podcast. It was written by Matt Doyle, who's also known as Twitterless Matt. Um, it was directed by Ron Murphy and aired on August 16th, 2020. Correct. Um, so you said some things when we watched this nine years ago that had me so proud of you which the biggest one was that while we were watching and you were screaming and covering your eyes you sort of it got angry and yelled who wrote this one <laughs> like you were about to throw down with the writers like it you was, were just like who wrote this what is happening I don't get scared like I can usually okay no that's not true in the moment of watching like a scary movie or a scary show, I get scared. Okay. But this one stuck with me. And then, so when did we, I did these notes, like what, two weeks ago, two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And then, so today I was finishing them up. So I only had like 10 minutes left or something like that today to, to finish up for today. So I was watching it earlier and my, at one point, and I'll tell you when my heart stopped again, I was like, it was so scary. Scary. They did a good job. They did. A I'm really worried good for job. you for the rest of the season. For real? <laughs> is it scary the whole time? I bet it is. It's going to be scary, isn't it? It's you're you're going to have some issues with some things. <clears throat> but so it's a good thing that we're committed to watching all of season four together. Which, oh, thank you, Lee, for doing the videos. They're a hit. So. Last we saw Winona, she was going into the barn to sleep, right? Oh, yes. Rachel mm -hmm. had her room. Mm -hmm. And out of the ceiling, like some people dropped and she was kidnapped. Mm -hmm. Like she was hooded and cuffed and kidnapped. Um, so that's where we open is with her. She's got a hood over her head. She's cuffed and not the pink fuzzy kind of handcuffs you keep under your bed either. She's got like, I don't know, prison cuffs on or something. And um, she's being led into what we find out later is BBD's new digs. You keep pink fuzzy handcuffs under your bed? Doesn't everybody? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, uh, and so she's quipping about how like she would have appreciated a wardrobe change, maybe no hood. Uh, and she's just dealing with things typical Winona style, right? She doesn't know what's going on, but she's being all silly. She looks adorable in those pajamas, it. too. What? She looks adorable I mean, in yeah. a paper sack, apparently. Um, 
And she's put into this brightly lit room, almost like some interrogation room, and she's cuffed to the chair. And this is where she meets Deputy Deputy Assistant Director Naomi Haicha. Haicha. Haicha? Haicha. Haicha. And this is when Wynonna realizes, okay, we must be in BBD. They're no longer defunct. To which Wynonna says, you brought the noise. I guess it makes sense. You're bringing in the funked. That's funny. And then she yanks on the cuffs and Naomi apologizes and is like, oh, sorry about the whole extraordinary rendition jam, which I'm not sure if they're referring to like trying to be funny about like a band name or there's an actual like term called uh, extraordinary rendition, which is the act of capturing or kidnapping people. But it usually applies to taking them to other countries for interrogation. So I was like. Is this like a spin on an interrogation? Mm. Like, I was maybe just reading way too much into it. But uh, anyway, Naomi fumbles with like getting the cuffs unlocked. And my donor's like, just let me do it. I'm like, just give me the keys. I'm a pro at this. And let's talk about Naomi's character. She's played by Regan Pasternak. And I don't know. She seems like well-meaning, kind of ditzy. Okay. What do you think about her? This is the thing about her is that when we were watching it, I was like, okay, is she just acting, you know, kind of like this youper kind of nice gal, or is she seriously like nice? You know what I mean? Like, is she acting like it and she's going to turn evil and be like, like hold up a gun to Winona's head or something? Or is she seriously like a nice youper? But Right. I think she's seriously like a nice Uber. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was like, is she a little Midwestern? Like, what's what's her jam? Um, and speaking of jams, she refers to pajamas as pie jam jams. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> she tells Wynona to dial it back a notch that they're on the same team and they need all the agents on deck, no matter how minor, as she's like flipping through Wynona's um, file and she calls her Agent Arp. Yeah, and I didn't understand that. Why she didn't correct her? Um, she just didn't. I don't know. I think she just like was sitting back and letting the situation unfold. unfold. Like, yeah, Gosh. which is good that she didn't because it, you know, Jeremy was like doing this whole thing to kind of keep her on the DL. Um, and that's when Jeremy walks in, and Winona's just like so happy to see him. She gives him this huge hug, and then. She also makes a note of his arms saying like, what happened to your gorgeous chicken limbs? And then, so remember in the garden, Doc also made a reference yeah. to Jeremy's, uh, what did he say? His fitness transformation. Yeah. Um, so it's funny that like, they both like have this comment about him bulking up a little bit. Can I just interject? Um, absolutely. Whenever you so want. So the ARP, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm such an idiot. So she's saying ARP. and and Winona doesn't correct her and Jeremy goes with the whole ARP thing because he doesn't want her to want Naomi to know that she's an ARP yes I'm an idiot I believe that Jeremy is the one who said ARP made her file and called her ARP in the first place (laughs) that's why later on he's like remember like you would never kill a demon yeah I know I didn't get it that's why I was like why is this happening? Now I just got it. Thank you. Okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, so Jeremy's weird with her and he's acting like they're more like colleagues than friends or family and refers to her as 
the Winona Arp. Um, and that's when Winona's like, why does everyone keep saying it like that? And he goes on to say that she was employee of the month, June, 2016. And Winona starts to kind of like really play along with it. And it's like, she says it was February. actually, <laughs> And Naomi kind of snarkily remarks that how like it was the, sh- well, it is the shortest month of the year, but whatever. Right. <laughs> and Jeremy's uh, reassuring Naomi that Winona does hate demons as much as they do. Um, and she's like, yeah, yeah, I despise. Yeah, brother, I despise them deems. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy's like, yeah, but she's never killed one, of course. And I think, and like this is kind of Jeremy's way of bringing her up to speed out loud mm-hmm. because like she's not in on this bit, mm-hmm. right? So he's like, oh no, right? You you despise demons. Um, and then she says she's familiar with the supernatural mm-hmm. and she feels like she could handle it. Right. You could see like the puzzle. She was puzzled when this whole conversation, yeah. but then it kind of clicked with her and she just played along with Jeremy. She's smart because I would have been like, huh? No, what are you talking about right now? Them. Why are you being so weird right now? Yeah, I would totally yeah. not catch on. Not in mm-hmm. a million. Years. You you would be like, you were with me, remember? <laughs> we were there. What are you talking about? It was you. It was me. It was Maurice. <laughs> it was Greg. We were in your Hyundai. We were doing neutral drops. You remember I the whole about- thing. I know exactly what we were talking about. You are not bringing that up. Krispy <laughs> 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 Kreme donuts. No, not Krispy Kreme donuts. We're talking about honeydew melons. Well, but also that was after we got that whole thing of Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> and that's how it came up. I know. Would you? Okay. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Oh, anyway. And then we see this pile of rocks and someone cuts their hand and drips blood over a photo of Winona on this pile of rocks. Mm-hmm. And then we hear like this horrible wheezy noise, kind of like my wife snoring, coming from a creepy ass thing on a chain. And then it breaks free from the chains. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand. I think when we were watching it, I was like, oh, my God, that's a homestead. I thought it was at the homestead. Because it kind of looked like in the background a little bit, but then um, yeah, it was all westerny. It could have been anywhere. Right. Um, so then we we're and we are at the homestead at this point, and Waverly and Hot they're going over this PowerPoint in the kitchen, and um, it's apparently Waverly has put together this whole presentation for everybody to be kind of like on the same page as to what's been going on and who's where and what's what's happening, et cetera. She even got them all notebooks, which I really commend because I'm a very pro notebook kind of gal. <clears throat> I'm like you, I love office supplies, like anything office. Like, oh, so, um, but there's, they're waiting and waiting and nobody's showing up. So they kind of assume that Winona and doc are off doing the Humpty hump while, um, you know, Meanwhile, Hot actually came home early because she said that she's super excited for this PowerPoint. It was very cute. Um, and But she has a ton of questions for the group, like who's Cleo? Who's Holt? What's with the border? Why so many demons? What's for dinner? Well, tacos, of course. And mm-hmm. what the hell happened to Peacemaker? And as they start to smooch, Rachel shows up and she's wearing Winona's jacket, which I thought man that girl has balls just going in and taking somebody's jacket like that um <clears throat> and waverly and hot start talking to her about stuff but rachel has to leave and um 
Because I think that they were asking her, and I don't have this written down, but I'm pretty sure they're asking her. They're going to ask her if they she's seen like a sword or a gun, uh, whatever, and they're kind of tripping over their words. And Hot and um, she tells Hot and Waverly that um, she you know she has to leave, but she'll keep an eye out for some gun sword type of thing. And then um, Hot and Waverly realize that they're alone in the house and start getting hot. <laughs> And heavy <laughs> all over the kitchen table and the office supplies, which I was disturbed by. You were. A um, couple things about this scene. Like, so when we come in on that scene, it it's that fun aerial shot that I always like yep, of the of homestead, the homestead where you homestead. usually you usually see the cars mm-hmm. and that tells you who's there. But the sheriff's car's not there. No, there are no cars there to tell us who is there. I did notice that. I did notice Maybe that. Kind of sad. And then Maybe I was, yeah, it was. But then I'm thinking, how are they getting around? jeep you had uber uber still going strong even though i'm gonna go to purgatory and i'm gonna open up an uber because god bless it they everyone need needs one. a ride they need a ride um yeah and i was in my notes i was like there's so many parallels between for me anyway and maybe some others between rachel and winona like oh my god see rachel is just like such a mini winona absolutely and so then like she even does a winona interruptus Mm -hmm. it's like mini winona interruptus yeah she walks in on them in the kitchen right um and then uh she says that she looks better in winona's jacket and they both are like (gasps) never say that to her and then the other part was um, when they were like, yeah, we were just trying to figure out what happened with the gun sword. And Waverly's like, shut up. What are you doing? Yeah. And Nicole's like, well, she lives with us. Yeah, she's she's gonna been find here. Out, like, well, she's been there for 18 months. Right. And they mentioned that, too. And so I was thinking, OK, they've been gone 18 months, three weeks, four days. Or flip it around. I can't. I can never remember which. Um, are they all just rounding up at this point, or rounding down? Because everyone in this episode keeps saying eighteen months. Because it's like, well, they said Rachel's there for eighteen months. So did she not go straight to the homestead with Nicole? Because if Nicole's, if Waverly's been gone eighteen months, three weeks and four days. Mm-hmm. What about the three weeks and four days? because oh well probably they're just saying 18 months they're just saying 18 months i think instead so of like yeah. they're not as technical as nicole who knows exactly like how many minutes she's been right gone. yeah okay, okay, okay. um i mean i think yeah because someone else says 18 months later on too and i was like okay yeah so then we're back at BBD and Naomi is talking about how, you know, this is a great opportunity for the government to observe humans and demons coexisting together in this controlled, contained ecosystem. And Winona's kind of pissy about this border part and who's controlling who gets in and out. And Winona's like, or Naomi's like, yeah, well, demons, we don't ever want them to get out. And we find out that Naomi was sent to purgatory 18 months ago after the unexplained event, which would be like the whole garden situation. Mm. And we still don't know what that looked like for purgatory, right? Like what purgatory looked like completely while the garden situation was going down. Um, Other than like, there's lots of demons showing up 
And it turns out that before this, Naomi was the Department of Fisheries. Right. <laughs> That's where she worked, which would explain her calling a fist bump a fish bump right. and her other fish related jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how she also comments about uh, losing someone to E. coli after undercooked perch. Um, oh, I told you that story, right? No, there was undercooked perch. I told you about that story about that. I heard about those two people who were on the um, boundary waters canoe trip. And then they. No. What happened? There were two people on a boundary. Water. Tapeworm. Yes. I told you this. No, but I can only imagine. They were on a, the boundary waters and they were canoeing too late. They caught fish, but they didn't have any light. They had, they made a fire and they are cooking the fish. Well, they undercooked the fish. They ate it. They didn't, you know, whatever. They got home from the Boundary Waters trip. It's a husband and a wife. And he's going to the bathroom. And uh, something comes out of his bum bum. So trigger warning, bum bum talk. Or if you want to <laughs> fast forward this, fine. Bum bum talk. <laughs> a tapeworm comes out of his bum bum. And he's like, oh, my God, honey, come and look what's going Fancy on. Fancy that, honey. It's a tapeworm. He doesn't know what it is. So they, he's like, honey, come and look what's happening. So the wife, being the, an amazing woman, comes in and looks at the thing that's hanging out of his butt. And she grabs the scissors, cuts it off. Part of it falls in. The other part goes back <laughs> up his butt. Oh, my God. I'm serious. Where did you hear this story? I don't know, but I've been telling it for a million years. <laughs> and I can't Wait, believe that you have never heard it. You just keep it. telling people this story. Mm-hmm. There's so many problems with this story. What? I don't It's 100% how, believable. It's totally believable, but I don't know how long I would have to be sitting at a toilet before I called somebody else in to look at an alien coming out of my ass. How long? A long time know. or a very short amount of time? I just can't imagine, like, bringing in reinforcements for that. If I thought I was pooping on a snake, I would call somebody <laughs> and say, can you That's, confirm or no, deny? Snake notes bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I am or I am not pooping on a snake. Because if it's not a worm, I'm or not whatever, doing this for you. I'm not. Don't <laughs> call me. I'm not coming in to look at this. Which reminds me, did you hear about the new? You can cut this all out. Did you hear about this new trend? Which isn't a really new trend, but it is like popular now again. That you can go mm-hmm. to this vitamin. You can go to a vitamin store or on Amazon. Doesn't matter. And order these pills, and it, it will actually deworm you. No. Okay, I'll tell you about it later. I don't think that's good science. I don't think so either, but there are women who are doing, well, it's all women that I've seen. It's probably men doing it too, but. Is this on TikTok? Yes, it's on TikTok. It's on the news. (laughs) Girl, you are going to get lost in a TikTok chance and burn down your kitchen one of these days. I consider it the the news. It's the daily news. (laughs) Oh my God. I said it's not news. But okay. anyway, so you can deworm. It's all about deworming. Go on TikTok. No, we're not de-worm. doing that. We do not condone. This is not real science. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. Where were we? How? Okay. 
anyway naomi <laughs> fish talk oh yeah fish oh my god okay anyways anyways it, it, it turns out that they were desperate for agents like she ended up volunteering because they just needed agents nobody was going to come to purgatory and this shit show apparently um and it just sounds like the real cream of the crop has basically showed up to to help purgatory take care of this demon shit Jeremy wants to give Winona this private tour of the place. And as they're walking around, um, Winona reaches into her pajama jam pockets and she pulls out a rock with a C on it. And then she hands it to a guard and she's like, yeah, here's your creepy, weird surveillance rock back. I need alone time with Agent Chetri. I can't believe that you didn't bring up the British show that they mentioned. What did they bring up? When um, Naomi is trying to convince Winona to stick around, she tells her about the awesome jumpsuits that they have, and they're very flea bag. And flea bag is the British television series. I I didn't. I haven't. But I was like, I know that you're gonna. I'm gonna Google what this is because I thought it was a band. And then I found out it was a British television series. And then I'm like, oh, for sure, Anne's gonna bring that up. I watched. Some of it, but I haven't finished it. Mm. I'm on the fence about it. Mm. I just, I, I don't have enough bandwidth to watch a ton of shows. And I honestly, for the past year, just been watching Winona Herb. Yeah. It's my comfort show. Right. I have very little space for new shows right now. Okay. So then we're um, with Doc and he's at the glory hole and he's making eyes with this bartender. And then that owner dude brings over an envelope of money and they talk about business crap and what, I'm not digging. Damon. Yeah, whatever. I don't like him. And um, is he around for a long time? Because I don't even remember his name. What is it? Eamon. Eamon. Um, And they're talking business stuff and whatever. And he goes on about how um, Doc is their protector. Wait, what does that mean? Well, he just, he... Uh, he he says he thinks it's interesting that Doc is the Earp's most. Oh yes, the protector, protector, but he's a vampire and all that crap. Yeah, but yeah, the thing the he came thing to that, be right. a vampire mm-hmm. is it, like he's basically a weapon that like he's most able to protect them with his vampireness. Right. But he's but not he's really not using, using it. So yeah. then the the um, boss guy calls to the bartender to bring over one of their house shots or something, and it ha- happens to be a shot of blood, which Doc takes. And then the owner guy's like, well, if you return empty-handed, then Ravinia, who's the bartender, um, will serve your blood to people. So there's a big old threat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll just go on to this next short scene. It's the guard. We're back at BBD. And it's the guard that Winona handed the rock to. He's going out for a cigarette and he like looks at the rock and then he tosses it. Um and drops it in the snow and just then something comes up to the guard and chops his head off completely and with very little effort mm-hmm. and the head plop falls into the snow mm-hmm. and you're loving everything about this episode <laughs> at this point <laughs> completely <laughs> then we're in a diner with rachel and a cute boy and uh it's funny because there's a firefighter calendar on the wall, mm-hmm. which reminds me of when Nicole was campaigning for sheriff and she was like, oh, uh, good. Catch. I'll buy the calendars. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, this is one of those calendars. And so we meet Billy here, the cute boy. And apparently they've been dumpster diving and he gives Rachel a mug, which says Bunny Lublaw for PTA. Mm-hmm. Remember her? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, the homophobic councilwoman from the gnome wife episode. And Rachel's like, no more mugs. Nobody needs them, which this is true as a teacher. I don't need any more mugs. Every single end of school year, people give teachers mugs. Really? I need mugs. Yeah. I love Don't mugs. give teachers mugs. Uh, and yeah, I don't need more mugs. I need, I love mugs. I love big like mugs. Like travel mugs? I love. I like travel big mugs, mugs and I cannot lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I am like a travel mug addict. I have really? so many travel I'm like mugs. a use the same one until it breaks kind of person. Mm. I love me a good mug. Okay. I guess some people do love a good mug, which if you love a good mug, you can get one at the, the why not red bubble store. That's fun. Anyway, what are you doing? Nothing. You have ants again? No. Are you kidding me? It's long gone. What are, don't make people think that I live in the smaller. No, they know the whole situation. Anyways, Billy is played by Billy Brick, who is the son of Greg Brick, who played the Jack of Knives. Mm. Mm-hmm. And they trade each other their finds. Rachel gives him like a multi Leatherman tool for when y'all's kills squirrels on y'all's ranch. And Billy gives her this vest and they almost kiss but then rachel panics and trades him a hubcap instead what did you think about this scene what is something that stood out to you about this scene oh my god i don't know what are you bringing up all the food was on the counter and it was just looked fresh there was still liquid in the glasses you would think that that would all be dehydrated like all moldy by now. Like Yeah, you'd the, think that the food would be moldy or eaten by rodents. When the time thing happened in the diner. I didn't even pay attention to the food. Hmm. Like, is no business happening in purgatory right now? I guess well, I not. can't imagine that if, are hard was, to get. if there were, was business going on, you'd think the employees would clean up. Yes, true. And they wouldn't be just sitting there pooling around. So then Winona and Jeremy are on their tour at BBD and Jeremy pulls Winona into this little nook area where the cameras won't see them. And Winona says that he must have been body snatched because he's going in for a makeout sesh, Mm -hmm. but she's so happy to see him. She's kind of down for it. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy's like, nah, still gay. And then um, Jeremy says that the new BBD isn't evil, which answers a lot of questions about Naomi for me. And they're just scared and in over their heads and they need Winona and her magic gun. But as she's about to tell Jeremy, I think that she was about to tell Jeremy about the gun. Naomi walks up and um, Winona tells her that she's now special agent ARP. And Naomi is so happy that she's back. She gives her a fish bump. <laughs> and then she didn't know what to do. So like Jeremy like takes her hand and does it for yeah. her. <laughs> I don't want to do the fish bumps. Like with COVID, like I'm coming into these situations now, mm-hmm. like I'm doing tours at my school. And today, one of the dads gave me a fish bump. And I don't, I don't want to do that. It's better than shaking hands. I don't want to do anything. Like, let's just do nothing. Let's just do like a nod. I just don't like, unless I know, like, unless we're going to do a hug Unless we're on hugging terms, let's do nothing. 
I think it's it's like, okay to be like, needed, hey, we're all we're we needed COVID to like get, over get away from physical... the handshaking tradition. Okay. Like, why do we need to do that? I'm all for in pre-COVID times. I'm all for a good handshake. I'm okay with that. It's, why? What? What does it do? It creates a bond with the person that you're talking with. I don't want to bond with them. You're so cynical. I'm psyched. I just like it's like what if you have clammy hands? What if it's then you too quickly limp? Do what the, if it goes on too long? You don't how do. firm? Limp? There's too much. No. There's too much involved. Just like let's give it a little head nod. Hey, hey, hey and then hey. awkwardly look away. <laughs> I just don't understand. Hey. It. it just doesn't. It's not necessary. So and then not make any eye contact through the whole. I tour. know. This is our. <laughs> I just don't Peace think we out. need to do. We're definitely not shaking hands, and I and someone other people are doing the elbow. Don't know. We're don't strangers. We don't elbow. need to touch it all. <laughs> we don't need to touch it all. We're strangers, and you have germs, and I don't want your germs. Now my elbow has your germs. What are you going around? I'm not going to lick my elbow, but still, <laughs> you can't. You physically can't. I saw it on TikTok. <laughs> you have got to get off the TikTok. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> okay. I saw it on the news. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. TikTok. So then Billy and Rachel are they're walking down the road and uh <laughs> they're talking and Rachel jokes about how she hopes he enjoys his knife when he needs to eat his chipmunks and says uh she says how most of her meal meals are vegan, which totally caught my ear because I'm like, okay. So Nicole really said, fuck this chicken and, you know, kicked chicken and is staying vegan while Waverly's gone because Waverly was the vegan. She stayed vegan even while Waverly was in the garden. She probably and doesn't now have a raising choice. Rachel as a vegan. Oh, you think maybe produce was hard to get? Probably meat is hard to get. Yeah, maybe. Not produce. Produce um, is what they can get. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> poultry. I was thinking poultry. Mm. I hit chicken on my brain. Um, <laughs> and he's like, what's what's it like with so many herbs around anyway? And she's like, it's insane, but she kind of likes it because she never really had people before. And again, it reminds me of why Nona's saying I never really had a best friend. <laughs> right? Um, or Jeremy saying that he stayed because he didn't fit in, but nobody asked him to. Like, I just got like those yeah. kind of vibes. And Rachel's trying to invite herself over to his place because she feels like he's kind of keeping her a little bit of a secret, her friendship, because they haven't really said there anything else. And Billy's like, no, things are just kind of sad at my house. And my mom's a bit of a hoarder and maybe someday. Um, and then as Billy walks off, we see this pile of rocks. Like, did they not notice this? Thank giant? you pillar of rocks in the middle of the road. Right. Like, what if a car came down? Mm -hmm. Which is similar to did the they see it. Which is similar to the pile of rocks that the was in the beginning. How do they not see it? I don't know. Can they see it? I don't know. I don't know. I'd be like, oh. Are you not going to bring up rocks. the biggest thing in this whole scene? What was the biggest thing in this whole scene? When they were talking about eating chipmunks, he's like, all we do is eat chipmunks. And then this massive deer runs across <laughs> the road behind them. Like he was saying, he can only, he's only he's eating chipmunks. Like that's the only thing that they can ever find is chipmunks. And then literally as that's going on, a huge, I think it was a buck. I'm pretty sure it had horns. You're like, what about the deer you could have just shot, mate? You. I was like, 
was that just i need to know was that just a coinky dink or did they have like a massive deer tied up and then let it go across the street during no it's canada and like they don't plan those things well that's like, why i was like what the fuck did that just happen for like just sporadically yeah. like it was just a thing did yeah, it? throughout is yeah, f- throughout this season, uh-huh. there's literally other things that end up happening that we find out in like in panels that like there's some major geese involved in a scene that <sighs> they're like, what the fuck is with like this huge fucking geese that just it. came I in? I was laughing so hard. I was like, what? What? Why is he? There's just another scene running? where like a whole bunch of deer run by. Really? Like, uh, just yeah, they just walk right by. <laughs> Oh my god, it was so funny. So we're now we're back in the the I was just say the bathroom. No, we're not. We're back in the holy Jesus. I forgot the name for a kitchen. I was gonna say breakfast. That's not the name for a kitchen. <laughs> we're in the breakfast <laughs> having some kitchen. <laughs> what is wrong with me? <clears throat> anyway, so uh Waverly and Hot are out of totally out of breath and they're on the kitchen floor. They're all sexed out. Yeah, and they're covered by a blanket and on top of the notebooks, which drop <clears throat> the notebook. We really want to talk about pe- finding Peacemaker because um, Hot is so good at finding things. Wink, wink. <laughs> nudge, nudge. <laughs> and all the sexual innuendos. Um, and Hot thinks that she failed at finding it for 18 months and she feels like really bad about it and she doesn't even want to talk about it. And Waverly wants to talk about something else that starts with pra and ends in posal. And um, she says that she meant every word of the proposal. And Hot and Waverly start kissing again. Of course, Rachel walks in. Many I know to interrupt us. Yep. But okay, so this kiss to me, like, was a weird kiss. Mm-hmm. Nicole just, like, has a look on her face. And to me, this was more of a, like, shut up and change the mm-hmm. subject kiss. Because she, like, came in really kind of strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are times that... It throughout this since we've been back from Eden, I'm thinking, oh, is it Nicole? Like, are we sure that's Nicole? Like, because of the certain like little things that happen like that. So Rachel walks in and she just brings up as they're laying there naked under the blanket. So, okay, wait a second. So they got up and got a blanket. Why did they it's, stay it's on the, the tablecloth? Ca- oh, okay. <laughs> If you go back and you look, uh-huh. you can see the pattern when they're like showing the computer okay. and the notebooks. It's okay. This, it's Thank you. Class. I'm like, my first choice wouldn't be to be on the breakfast room floor, the kitchen floor, but, and then you get up to get a blanket and you come back to the kitchen floor. Ugh. But anyway, okay. Now that makes sense. I mean, it still doesn't make so sense, crumbs. but whatever. She says, would a junkyard be a good place to find that magic sword gun? Um and that she'll, sh- they're like, mm, I guess, whatever. And she'll, sh- Rachel will show them where it is, um, you know, but they're going to need pants. And then she walks out like she gets all sassy. Right. And but it's just an out. excuse because she wants to go to see Billy. Well, right. Pants. Exactly. And I didn't get that at yeah. first until the now the next scene. When we realize we go there. Um, but like Nicole and Waverly are just ways too casual about practically being caught in the act than I ever oh, would be. A hundred thousand percent. I mean, but I suppose Rachel's not related to them. They're both of them I have don't like care super if you're cute the milkman. I'd be like, what are you freaking like OMG? Really? Yeah. Have you ever been caught in the act? <laughs> Why are you looking at me? Did I catch you in the act? <laughs> 
didn't did we get caught in the yes. act? I don't remember this at all. By your ex that was still living at the house. Oh, well, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, we didn't <laughs> we didn't get caught as much as she came home. I thought she opened the door. Did she? I must have blocked that out if that's the case. She either knowing her, she the- came and sat on the edge of the bed and just had a yes. conversation with us. <laughs> there quite was something that I was like, <laughs> oh, "This is weird." Yeah, it was really fucking weird. You don't remember that? It's coming back to me now that you're ringing it up. Yeah, that was a horrible situation. <laughs> <laughs> it was. That's not good. Anyway. Do not recommend. <laughs> no, I um I hid a girlfriend in a closet one time. I don't know if you this oh, this is way before I knew you. And I like lived in this triplex. Mm-hmm. I had this tiny, like almost studio apartment. But my friend Jackie was coming over to drop off her dog for um dog for me to dog sit. Mm-hmm. And she didn't even know I had a girlfriend. She didn't even know I was gay. I was like literally still living like a secret life and my girlfriend was over and in my bed it was super <gasps> early in the morning and she was like dropping off her dog before she went to the airport and she didn't have a key so she couldn't just come in but there was like <laughs> it was a tiny place there's like nowhere to go and I didn't know how long she was gonna stick around oh, chit chat uh-huh. whatever I literally had her go hide in the closet how literally. long was she in there just a little bit not very long yeah she was like, i was i'm sure i was super sketchy too i'm sure i was like okay bye bye okay bye i'm sure you so are tired yeah. oh i gotta take a shower and do some things later i gotta go she's probably like why are you rushing me out the door i'm just gonna have coffee we should have coffee <laughs> yeah we're not having coffee my french press is broken you have to go gotta go, <laughs> gotta go. Oh my, God. my dog is probably like staring at the closet yeah. like, why is your dog staring at the closet <laughs> We're back at BBD and Jeremy's showing off all of his new weapons. Right. And he's like, well, there are, you know, there are no bunt line to which Winona says no peacemaker slaps for sure. But these also slap. And I should probably just take one. Like he's so proud of these creations. He shows them off. He's especially proud of his baby, Anthony, uh, because if you want something guacked, you call Anthony. <laughs> Uh, and this scene and the music and she's like getting all suited up it's such a good scene mm-hmm. you were like totally mm-hmm. it was like a club club song and Winona's stoked and she's about to go on her first mish and she wants to know if this is like a find and rescue robin situation because if it is she'll do it but it turns out her job is a little more to protect the deliveries to purgatory without them getting hijacked and she's like Okay, so you want me to hunt down who's stealing the merch and kill them? And he's like, no, I need you in the cab. And she's appalled. Yeah, <laughs> she's sure like, you don't ask Kate Blanchett to be a background character. You make her Carol. Um, and she's like, forget the cover. I'm a demon hunter. I am Carol. And he's like, yeah, and I'm a scientist with an empathetic crotch. And they high five. And then I was thinking, is this the first high mm-hmm. five she's ever gotten from someone? I feel like it is. It was Besides like straight the baby on. when she baby bumped her high yeah. five, which we don't even know if the baby like had their hand in the right no. spot. Right. Um, and anyway, Jeremy goes on to say that BBD cannot know who they really are right now because they don't like supernatural things like us. He says us. Mm-hmm. Is he implying that Wynonna is supernatural? Well, 
I just took or it just I just like took it as like team of yeah, like she's part of the whole gig, you know, like she has peacemaker, she can see she take like I don't know. I know I've just never really considered her no. supernatural. I just like I know the gun is like yeah, not your average gun and it's kind of magical. Mm-hmm. I just considered that I thought that phrase just meant like because she's part of all of the the whole scene, the whole supernatural like, community. I guess Waverly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Community. <laughs> they have a community center. Yeah. The SNC. Group. <laughs> He's like, come on, the citizens need food. They need booze. And she's like, well, you should have just led with booze. Always lead with booze. <laughs> and she goes on to remind him that, you know, yesterday the good citizens of my town tried to hang me for murder. Mm. So it's kind of hard for me to really want to them out so much but he's like yeah they were probably just hangry probably yeah that's why they need the food yeah so go do your job just get going so then we're there are big jobs and there are small jobs right no no everybody has a job some are never mind um so waverly hat and rachel are now driving the jeep to the junkyard and oh it's not just a junkyard it's billy's place um you know rachel's being real sneaky about that so waverly is looking around she says that it looks promising unless hot already checked it out and um hot says she didn't and she that she stayed and that she mainly stick to the forests so rachel takes off and waverly says that it's a typical teen move because she doesn't want to be seen with her sexy gay gay aunts katie Mm -hmm. um they walk toward the garage door and waverly looks to the garage door and she's just sticking her head in the garage door and then this creepy ass monster is like this to her face breathing it's thinking it's right there obviously cannot see it at first though i'm thinking to myself can she see it and she's just totally keeping her cool like try me bitch you know like that but then i realized oh, oh she you can't think you're see- gonna get under my skin right i've been through shit i've seen shit um right. so a woman comes up yelling at them that they're not supposed to touch anything and that she'll actually show them what's for sale yeah and she's got an axe in her hand oh i didn't notice that she had an axe in her hand yeah her name is Margot, also known as ma'am clanton and she's played by paula boudreau she's a scary character she plays it well yeah she's a creeper yeah and Waverly's like, yeah, show us what's for sale. And it reminds me of that American Pickers show where yeah. it's like they go to the places, but nobody ever wants to sell anything. No. <laughs> right? I got all this shit. Yeah. Oh, but that's not for sale. Yeah. What about this bike? No, no that's not for sale. I couldn't part with that. Right. No. And they just <laughs> it's, like, ran- it's like they randomly drive up to some hoarder's house. That's what it looks like. Like, oh, look, they have a something cool in their yard. Let's just see if they have shit for sale. Right. And, but they never want to sell. No, they never do. Uh, yeah, Nicole looks apprehensive and Waverly's like, ah, come on, let's go. Mm-hmm. So then we're back at BBD and Winona gets to the truck. But Simon, this guy, Simon, is in the driver's seat. And she's like, wait a minute, I'm driving. And he's like, no, no, hurry up, get in. I want to get out of this shithole as fast as possible. And she's like, the purgatory shithole is a rare geothermal occurrence and a bona fide tourist attraction. Mm-hmm. And she's upset that he's talking shit about her shithole. Mm-hmm. 
which is a big shift when, when we first met Winona in season one, because she couldn't wait to get out of the shithole, mm-hmm. right? She was only here for this funeral and she was going to get the hell out of Dodge. Mm-hmm. But so Jeremy convinces her that she can protect better from the passenger seat and she can like aim her gun and do all that great stuff. And it's super powerful, but don't ever touch this red button unless it's apocalypse now time. And then she like reaches in her coat pocket and what's in there? Another rock, rock with a C. And she's like, what's with all these disguised GPS trackers? And Jeremy, Jeremy's like, yeah, that's not BBD tech. And she's like, okay, I'm going to have Waverly look into it. Mm-hmm. And then Jeremy really starts regretting putting that red button on the weapon. And he's like, yeah, you know what? Just don't ever, just like, don't even touch it. Don't ever push it at all. Just just ignore that it's even there. And then she goes on and she just like totally starts messing with him. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I, I thought was this so was funny. one of the funniest parts that I, of the whole show. Like, I know. Whoa, it was so whoa. funny. Like, totally, like, oh, yeah. what about now oh. <laughs> and then she's she's like making these great faces yeah, too it's like such I was good so comedic hard. timing and um she's like oh there's the constant panic and second guessing i've missed i love you jer bear it's <laughs> oh, a good scene and such like a like such a ridiculous scene mm-hmm. like it's just about whether or not she's going to touch this red button mm-hmm. on the gun but it's just so freaking funny it's so funny so then Waverly and Hot are in some sort of, they're back at the junkyard. We're back at the junkyard. And Waverly and Hot are in this building. And um, they're telling the woman that they're looking for something that's bigger than a knife, maybe a sword. And um, the woman kind of looks up and, and Hot says, like, oh, no, because I'm going to be Shira for Halloween. And then you see Waverly go, oh, my God, I would die. <laughs> so cute. Kind of under her breath. And then she gets a call from Nona. Waverly gets a call from Nona, and she walks away. So the junkyard lady walks up to Hot and says, Nicole, good to see you again. <gasps> and Hot says, careful, Margo. And then Margo asks if Hot needs any rings now that her Waverly has been returned safely to her. And that reminds her that it's time for Hot to deliver. And then she says, love wins after all. And Hot tells her to stay away from them. What? Mm-hmm. What's going on? with these two the ring you need a ring because is she talking about bolshar's ring is she talking about just a ring what is she talking about and how does they how do they know each other right what's been going what on been going 18 on? months yeah. doesn't sound good there's a funny part in the scene where nicole clunks her head on a hanging lantern uh-huh which I believe happened to Kat in rehearsal. And then it was funny. So they told her to do it again in the scene. Really? Because, yeah, I don't know if you know, but Kat's like pretty tall in real life. So it's like a whole funny tall person thing. <laughs> I wouldn't, I don't have that problem. Like, oh, that, was, that was a good one. Do it again. I know. <laughs> I can walk under so many things. <laughs> I'm like, I wonder if I can clear this. Mm, yeah. yeah, totally can clear that. <laughs> yeah. So what's going on with Ma'am Margo and. <laughs> I don't like it. Mm -mm. And then, so Winona calls Waverly and she's asking about the rock. And it's this cute little scene where Waverly's like, where are you and what are you doing? And Winona's just too proud to even tell her that she's like gotten this crumb, (laughs) what she considers a crummy job. Right. And she's like, can you just check out this symbol on this rock and let me know what you think of it real quick. And Winona's like trying to get the driver to laugh. And she's like doing all these like quippy jokes and he's not laughing at any Mm -hmm. of them. She's making all these wiener jokes. And Waverly's like, 
you know, I'm actually trying to find Peacemaker. So whatever this one act play is that you've got going on, can you just like wrap this up? Yeah. I don't have time for your bullshit right now. I know now. And so she sends her this photo and Waverly like takes a look at it while she's talking to her and she doesn't know what it is. She takes a few guesses, but she's like, I'm going to need to, you know, further research this when I get home. And Winona says, thanks and calls her nerdly. <laughs> thanks, nerdly. <laughs> And then as Waverly's walking away, we see the symbol on a piece of wood Huge. right behind her. Humongous. Giant. <sighs> so much for research. It's right in front of you, right. nerdly. So then, you know, they're still driving in the delivery truck and the driver makes this comment about how there's nothing out here. But as he says that, Winona's like gazing out of the window with this like peaceful look on her face. And she's like, it's beautiful. And again, it just takes me back to thinking about her returning to purgatory in episode one and how she's just kind of seems to have had this change of heart about her birthplace. And the truck driver then runs over some of those tire strips, the kind that they use to stop high speed chases. And Wiener guy mumbles some shit about this town. And Winona's like, we should check it out. And he's like, I think we should not get ourselves killed. And again, this reminds me of season one where Winona returns. She's on the, the bus. bus and then the bus tire goes flat mm -hmm. and Kirsten wants to get out. And Winona's all like, I don't think you should get off the bus. Mm -hmm. But now she's all like, no, we should totally get off the truck. She has a lot of confidence now. She's not she's not worried about the supernatural or the demons right now because she's Winona fucking her. Yeah. And she thinks it's their job. Yeah, she's got this sense of responsibility. Mm -hmm. She's like, I can't believe I'm saying this in the year of our Lord, whatever it is. <laughs> it's our job. He's like, nope, this is some real demon shit. And she's like, dude, this is a classic robbery. Someone's just going to steal our booze and medicine. And he says, nobody cares about these townies. And she says that she cares. And she really does. You can see this like super change of heart with her. And then he refers to them as meatballs. And she's like, you can't say that. I can say that because I'm a purgatorian. Again, claiming this town is her own. And he's like, dude, I'm leaving. They don't even have an Arby's. <laughs> 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 and she yells, we have a guy named Arby and the diapers just because he's busy. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> oh my God. I laughed so hard and I don't even know why. Like, I don't know why I thought that was such a funny line, but it's one of the things that I love about this show is like, it can go from like a super emotional scene between the sisters to this scary, intense monster scene mm -hmm. to just like a stupid, like she just said something super stupid, but it was like, it was just so funny. And dude, he just nopes out of there mm -hmm. and he just goes running down the barren <laughs> right. road. No, just who cares? He doesn't know. Yeah. Just that know way. He's going that way. Like, just maybe it's safe over here. Mm -hmm. And Winona grabs Antony and goes to the back of the truck to be met with a person with a gun drawn on her. And it's Doc, the masked oh, bandit, fastest gunslinger in the West. Mm -hmm. And he's surprised that she's working with BBD. And she's surprised that he's robbing stagecoaches. And then she makes a funny flea bag reference again yeah so then rachel we're back at the junkyard and rachel finds billy in his room i think it's his room or someplace in the junkyard it's his barn i don't know wherever he sleeps yeah. maybe i don't know his barn 
<laughs> and um, Billy is not happy to see her. And he says that his mom is strict, like super strict. And she isn't going to get, quote unquote, get you. And Rachel says that even if you think your family sucks, you don't. I think you are the opposite of suck. And Billy just stares at her. And Rachel says that um, the confession of the crush is going great. Billy says that she shouldn't have said that, at least not here or there, and um, that she has to leave. And now, and Rachel thinks that he doesn't like her back, um, but I think that he does. I like how he's like totally touching up his emo Sharpie painted. Oh, is that what he was like doing? He's literally like drawing on his new black fingernails with a sharpie so then rachel we see walking into that building that hot and waverly and they're like she goes we have to leave now um the creepy so they're like shuffle out and the creepy lady says that she'll keep an eye out for some big old knives for them Mm -hmm. and she and nicole kind of look at each other Mm -hmm. exchange a look i think it's super sweet how like nicole's right away just sweet and supportive and she's like yeah sure whatever you want like Mm -hmm. let's go clearly upset we're good we're gonna go Mm -hmm. And we're back at the truck. Doc's a little upset that way. Nona saw Jeremy and didn't tell him. And she's like, it just happened. He's fine, Doc. He's fine. Doc's not convinced. He's like, maybe he's being held hostage and you're being gaslit. And he's like, rule number one, Winona, is we do not work for the enemy. Winona says, we both know that rule number one is triple check the birth control. (laughs) (laughs) They both go on to argue because they're both a little bit disappointed in the other. And Doc just can't believe that she's working for the bastards that did dolls wrong. And Winona thinks that Doc's wrong for working for a wannabe mobster demon. Mm-hmm. And um, she's like, what do you want me to do? And he says, I want you to act like Wyatt Earp's great, great granddaughter, even if you did lose his <gasps> magic gun. Burn. That hurts. That stung a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And they're both too proud to fail in their missions. So he's dead set that he's going to steal the whiskey. And she's like, nope. And then she handcuffs herself to the straps on the crate. Doc's like, give me the key, Winona. She says, I can't. My wiener has them. And speaking of wiener, she thinks that this truck probably has some condoms in it. And things look like they're about to get a little steamy. Mm -hmm. And just when you think something's going to happen. Doc excuses himself to go to his car to get some tools. Mm-hmm. So then we were back at the junkyard and the creepy mom is whittling something when Billy walks in and she makes a comment about bringing the herps on their land. And she doesn't seem happy about this at all. And she try and um, Billy tries to explain that Rachel actually isn't an herp, um, but the junkyard lady is not hearing that and she says that rachel has connected the herbs to them and now he knows what has to be done she also says that they she found a photo of them in his bunk that should come in handy what photo i don't know maybe they took a photo together that's so weird 18 months that they've been like and got it where did they get it printed maybe it was like one of those photo booths where you we get a whole strip of oh, them maybe and then abandon something. Um, and it was in his is there a carnival there. It was in his bed, which is. <laughs> so anyway, so she says that it should come in handy. And then she says, don't make me reap that girl. <gasps> what the fuck does that mean? What we don't fuck? know what that means at this point. Mm-hmm. Don't make me reap. Oh, my don't God. I'm such a fucking idiot. What? Don't make me reap that girl. Oh, you really didn't know until just now. <laughs> I bet. 
clearly we didn't know at that point in the show. We didn't know what that But now that we was. have seen the whole show, we do know, but we're pretending we don't know because we're only at this part in the show so oh, far. Okay. Oh, for the love. Winona is at the truck and it's getting dark and Doc still hasn't returned and it's it's cold and oh look there's another rock in her pocket and she realizes at this point that this is not BBD technology but it's evil and creepy as fuck and she tries to Marie Kondo it and thank it and release it but (laughs) then there are creepy footsteps on the roof with dragging chains and you can like it's like an opaque roof so you can kind of see through it a little bit and Winona is petrified yeah you see her yells. she's so scared her act oh she's so scared in this and she yells for doc no doc and then the radio goes staticky and um it starts playing like old timey music and then this creepy ass figure puts its face in the truck and Winona says, I know you and you know me. And she says it. She's just, she's, you can feel how scared she is. Um, You were so scared. So scary. (laughs) When I was watching it, this is the part where I was like, I know you just kept making these weird noises and covering your face with the microphone. And this thing is all up in her grill. And then she tries to reach Antony, but she can't because she's cuffed and it's like just out of her reach. Right. But then for some unknown reason, the Reaper like smashes the cuffs, which free her. Like, why didn't it just kill her? Why did it break? Like it basically freed her and gave her a fair shot. It was almost like it had a coat or something like, you know, like it's not fair to shoot a man in his back. Mm-hmm. Like, was he giving her like he a fair was making shot? The game fun? Yeah. Or like, or making it fair. I don't know. It was weird. But just when she gets free, um, the thing smashes Antony and then she just runs out of the truck into the dark of night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Motherfucker, that was so scary. It's one of the scarier like, things we've seen in the show. So Rachel's in the barn now and Billy walks in and um, she's got Winona's leather jacket on and Billy thinks that it looks really cool. He grabs her hand and says that he's there to tell her that they can't hang out anymore. And Rachel's pissed about it. She And she reaches in the pocket of the leather jacket and there's a fucking rock there. And Billy says that she's been marked and that she wasn't supposed to do that because he was going to make it right. Like she, some random she, wasn't supposed to do that because he was going to make it right. So we have this weird, crazy-ass back and forth right now. Mm -hmm. So we cut to Winona running through the woods in the snow, and she trips and realizes she's in a circle of those stacked rocks. What the fucking fuck? Right. Oh, my gosh, that's what I have. What the fucking fuck? Are you serious? That's my exact note. I said... She's surrounded by a bunch of rock pillars and she's like, what the fucking fuck? Because she says, what the fuck? Oh, she did say it? (laughs) I'm like, we're like synced up with exactly what we're thinking. Oh, she No, she just said that. (laughs) Back at the homestead and Waverly is just sitting by a fire, flipping through some old books, doing probably drinking some tea, looking for things about the rocks. 
And she's like, I don't know. Is it this? Is it that? Rocks are us. And then she thinks maybe it's from the Old West. Maybe it's cattle brands. And she finds it. Sure enough, it's cattle brands. And she starts reading uh, about this infamous family of cattle rustlers who were on the opposing side of the herbs during the shootout at the OK Corral. And then she makes the connection. C is not for cookie. Good enough for me. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's for Clantons and they are in purgatory. And then she bitch. hears a scream. Sure does. It's coming from the barn mm-hmm. and it's Rachel. Mm-hmm. And now Nicole's there too. And Billy's yelling. He's freaking out. He's asking if Rachel can see the Reaper and that if she can see it, it's coming for you. Mm-hmm. This is now we realize why they didn't see it in the junkyard because it wasn't like summoned for anybody. It was just like on standby, right? That's why Waverly couldn't see it. And Mm -hmm. this is when we realized that. Um, And he's got a knife and he tells Nicole and Waverly to stay back and it won't stop because it's not going to stop until it shreds Rachel. Oh, God. So then we're at the stacked stone circle again. And um, Wendell's like, what the fuck is this place? And then she tries to run, but there's this force field around it. It's kind of like the same force field around the stairs. Um, and she's freaking out and she says, it's the killing floor. <gasps> what is that? The killing floor. I know. And then it's, it led her to the killing floor. And then you see the creepy ass monster thing making its way slowly towards her, which is the creepiest part. I think it's the, it's the way that the, he just like moves really slowly and silently. Oh God. Yeah so scary um and then but thankfully doc runs up and and can run through the force field and he says that there is blood at the truck so he just started looking for her which you know why not just run that so crazy what is well he's an expert tracker remember he has this track like he's like an expert tracker. okay that, that makes sense and winona is literally freaking out like she is scared crying freaking out about the monster but doc can't see it she's screaming that she doesn't have her gun and doc's like but you have me and mine so they like work together to to find the monster and then she's like screaming she's Mm -hmm. she's like she's telling him shoot it shoot it and he's like shoot what there's only you right um so they both shoot at it and they do hit it and the monster falls back and um as winona's crying you see it just open its eyes again. What? And then it sits up because it didn't fucking work. And Doc says that they need to leave and kicks over a stack of rocks and then they take off. Yeah. She's like, it's not going to like that. And he's like, I don't fucking care. I don't, I don't like it. Like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they're able to break the force field mm-hmm. and they take off. So I don't know if like kicking, kicking the rocks broke the force field. Yeah, maybe. I don't know the rules of that game. Then we're back at the barn. And Nicole is very much in mama bear mode here. And she's telling Billy to like stay the fuck away from Rachel. Um, But Rachel's like, no, no, don't hurt him. There's something wrong with him. And he's like, yeah, my family is what's wrong with me. Waverly says, Clanton, you're a Clanton. And he says that his family is cursed, always has been, and he's not going to hurt them. Um, And then he takes out the Leatherman tool that Rachel gave him. This is the worst. And he starts digging in his mouth doing some backwoods home diy dental procedure and rachel's trying to stop him and but waverly and nicole just hold her back they're like you're not getting involved Mm -mm. in whatever is about to go down with him 
And there's this quick flashback to Winona and Doc running through the woods with the Reaper following him. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, Billy pulls this giant freaking tooth thing. What the fuck? I don't know was what that? it is. I think maybe it's his wisdom tooth, and that's why they usually put you under for that shit. I don't know. <laughs> Can you imagine? Okay. I don't know. It could be. And so he pulls this out and he holds it. And this rock up and he said, or the like marked rock. And he says, a soul for a soul, my soul for her soul. We are rooted together, enemies and kin. But I sever that root and I offer myself. And like this weird stuff happens to him and the rock glows and then he passes out. And the reaper in the woods that's chasing Doc and Winona stops following them. But Winona is still just like. Yeah, she's shaken. She's She's freaked out. And she says, it hates me so much. And Doc holds Wynona and says, I am here, my love. I got you. And Rachel runs to Billy yelling, you idiot. What did you do? He says that he had one covenant. He used it to protect Rachel. She's safe now. It's going to be fine. Everything's just going to go back to normal. Yeah. Like none of this just. No, none of it Everything's fine. We can go back to looting and dumpster diving mm-hmm. nicole's like safe from what and she looks super freaked out he says the black sheep in my family that he doesn't want to be part of anymore waverly's like well how many of them are you and he goes on to name my brother holt my sister cleo ma'am and the others and they will never stop coming for you mm-hmm. he says to rachel that he thinks she doesn't suck either and he kisses her before he leaves and then rachel immediately goes to nicole for comfort which is so cute and then she's just like wrapped up into a big group hug by Nicole. yeah it was so sweet so sweet uh then we're back at the kitchen of the homestead and there's waverly winona hot and rachel and doc and they go over the answers that they have which is that the scary monster reaper creeper hunter guy is under the power of wyatt earp's greatest enemies the clans the clans now the dots are kind of like being connected and um we realize that the clantons are running the town it's sheriff holt and cleo um they're both clantons and they figure out that only winona can see the um creeper reaper i don't know why i started typing that <laughs> the reaper creeper that's not wrong because it was after her um, and they figure out that Billy thought the creeper was after Rachel um, because she found the rock in her jacket. But scratch that. But here's the thing. What? This seems like some flawed ass cursory. Like it just honed in on the clothing of the person, not the actual person. Like it went after Rachel because Rachel was wearing Winona's leather jacket. It really meant to go after Winona. Do you know what I just thought of as well? Is mm, that what? The, it went after the it went after the um guard. It chopped the guard's head off. Right. Because it he followed had the, the rock that time. Yeah, exactly. Maybe the rock was put in maybe the rock was put in Winona's coat before Rachel put it on. Mm, I don't know. I just feel like it was like some flawed cursory that it would just like follow the clothes and not the actual person. Yeah, that's true. Was Winona wearing the coat before that maybe it was put in and she didn't notice? I mean, how would you not notice this massive rock in your pocket? But is it a no, rock? Rachel had it on when she was. Is it a rock in her pocket? Because wasn't she wearing 
Winona's jacket when she was doing the laundry right before she went into the barn. I don't remember. See, now I'd have to go back either way. I don't know. It's a little messed up. But just to go back for a second, you know, when they were in the barn and um, Billy pulled out his tooth or whatever, which I thought I didn't know it was a tooth. I thought he was pulling something out of his fucking throat. Um, and then he hands. I didn't notice this until the second watching of it, but he hands Waverly a rock, the rock. And I thought he was handing her the tooth and she just grabs it like thanks yeah i'll make a necklace out of it it's like what the fuck and then i was like oh that's a rock never mind (laughs) we realized that it the rock was in winona's jacket so the creeper was actually supposed to be going after winona not rachel and that's when they put it all together that um whoops billy went through that whole root canal situation for rachel when it wasn't even after rachel so that was a big whoopsie daisies. Um, Rachel proclaims that he saved Winona, so they have to save Billy. And Hot's like, yeah, 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 soon enough. Um, but for now, we need to plan, like maybe make a spreadsheet or something. And Rachel grabs a knife and is like, here's my plan. I'm going to stab him a million times. And she starts heading out. And um, this is just why teenagers are scary. Yep. And Waverly and Hot kind of like try to stop her, but she's on a mission. She's not going to stop. And she leaves. And um, she says she works better alone anyways. And when she takes off, Waverly just tells them to let her go. Tells the gang to let her go. But now, I'm sorry, Winona said just let her go, not Waverly. Um, But Winona, she needs to talk about um, some stuff because she really needs to get the band back together. And they're missing their nerd. So now they need to figure out how to get uh, Jeremy away from the border in black badge, maybe by begging. So when, you know, Rachel's all stabby stabby and saying things like, I work better alone, always have. Mm-hmm. That's so like early Winona, right? Yeah. <laughs> Winona says, you don't work at all. You're 17 years old. I was like, oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. And she storms off. Winona's like, let her go. She's got the right to her feelings. And I'm like, who is this grown up Winona? Yeah. Parenting just like, mini Winona. Yeah. She's like, but again, like so much of that is like, maybe she gets her, like she yeah. gets what she's feeling because she's that's, that's who her. she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just like her at 17. I just wish we had her backstory as I think it would be very similar to Rachel. We're back at the Magpie Ranch and we see Billy and He's not in a good place. He's on the ground in chains and he's being approached by ma'am. And he's like telling her to stop, to let the old ways die. She says that if they lose their future or they lose their future, if they don't honor the past and he's just begging her not to kill Rachel, she says she won't kill Rachel. You will. And she whistles and a bunch of other creeper reapers come in and I don't know what they're doing but they're doing something to billy at this point like there's just there was more than one i'm pretty sure (gasps) oh god yeah and so i don't know if they're like turning him into a reaper or just torturing him or whatever they were like drooling on him and stuff yeah it was gross like holt and cleo are inside with ma'am and they're just like can we just spare him he's just a kid and she starts this like ma'am starts this weird like family ceremony thing where they hold hands Mm -hmm. and when she goes to hold cleo's hand we see that it has a cut and a bandage on Uh it 
and ma'am starts digging her fingers into the cut. I'm doing it to myself. As I talk it's so gross. It. It's so gross. And she, so she's digging, and Cleo's like crying out in pain. And it turns out that she has that cut because she's the one who did that dripping on the picture of Winona, which summoned the Reaper to Winona. And Mam's pissed about this. She's pissed that she abused the ancestors that way. And what she says, using them as attack dogs. She sent Uncle Ike, apparently, after Winona. Cleo says that Winona is weak and it was time. And Mam's like, to what? Go against me? Coming at me, bro? Uh, have you forgotten who the Clanton heir is? Because Mam's like, bitch, it's me. I'm the end. Mm-hmm. me. She says that they that she gets to dictate when they unleash hell on the herbs, and that the plan is already in motion. What's the plan? As she continues to dig into Cleo, causing her tons of pain, and then she's like, "Yeah, let's eat. Anyone hungry?" And then they hold hands again, and they do this creepy prayer. And she says, or they all say together. We thank our kin for this feast and for the sins that root us. The power of vengeance will damn our enemies. In the name of Clanton, we vow to never forsaken, never forget, and never forgive. Mm-hmm. That's some messed up stuff. That's some really messed up stuff. Yeah. And the whole time, you could hear Billy screaming. Like, yeah. That was fucking crazy. And, and they're it, just like past the mashed potatoes. Right. But it seemed like Holt had was kind of like let's not do this let's not do this to him like he was like you know trying to maybe make this situation better a little bit but yeah um and then we realized or i realized that that's why she said that why ma'am said that to billy about the picture that she found because they needed the picture because that's how they summon Mm -hmm. like blood in the picture and the rocks yeah um, so now we're back at BBD and Winona barges into where Jeremy and Naomi are. And she says that she is Erp. Winona fucking Erp. The best damn demon hunter that Black Badge ever saw. And she tells him that she's done lying. Um, that she got beaten by something that was extremely balls, da- balls deep scary. And she tells Jeremy that she doesn't have Peacemaker. That's when she fessed up that she doesn't have it. All she has is her people and they need Jeremy back. We do find out that Jeremy says that Robin is safe, but he doesn't want him to be involved with all of this. So she makes a pledge to take back Jeremy, reinstate Black Badged into purgatory, and get back her posse of dipshits and hunt some goddamn demons. So Naomi seems to be more concerned about um, the boss's reaction because they're going to want to see results. And she's like scared of them, probably more scared of them than the demons. And we see that we see Jeremy um, decide to go back with Winona. Uh, I want to say if I if I remember correctly, the the posse of dipshits is a nod to the writer's room of Winona Earp that like they kind of call themselves the posse. Yeah, I thought they I thought that they used that before. I thought we've heard it before. I've said posse of dipshits before. Oh, okay, maybe because it's come up. It's come up before. Okay. So I, I think that was an Easter egg that I put in there. I ago. see. Okay. Okay. That's why it's come up. So you're just now getting to it. And we're at the Magpie Ranch. Ma'am's there. And Nicole walks in. So apparently Nicole's gone back to the ranch to have a chat with her. And Ma'am says, oh, you've come to your senses just in the nick of time. And Nicole's like, mm, nah, not really. 
A ma'am asks her if she's brought what is due. And Nicole hands her a jar saying, no, I'm giving it back because I owe you nothing. Ma'am laughs and is like, really? Nicole's like, yeah, Doc and Waverly got out of the garden themselves, not you. And ma'am says, you may be dumbstruck for that herb tart, but you're not an idiot. And Nicole's like, no, this is over. And ma'am says, oh, honey, it's just beginning. And she opens the old mayonnaise jar, points it at Nicole, and then some fucked up shit flies out right into Nicole's beautiful mouth. What is happening? (laughs) Seriously, like, what is happening? happening? (sighs) That was the end. (laughs) God damn. What was your feeling this whole episode? Were you just like a ball of nerves? Yeah, I was like clenched through the whole thing. It wasn't even really, it wasn't, there were some funny parts, obviously, that we laughed at and stuff, but, you know, I was like clenched. It was scary. It was scary. You're like, I don't like this one. I don't no. like this. You're like, of course I liked it. I like them all, but I, I don't like this. <laughs> I-, I wasn't expected to go like that level scary. It was scary. And like the characters are so perfectly scary. Ma'am is scary. She's very scary. She's like, she doesn't look scary. She looks like, yeah, she does. She looks like um, Kathy Bateson. She doesn't look Mm -hmm. like Kathy Bateson, but she like has that freaky kind of like. Well, I think it's her demeanor that makes it physically, but the Mm -hmm. way her demeanor is, it's definitely like. Her cadence, mm-hmm. just oh, she's got some depth to her, mm-hmm. and it's not, mm-hmm. it's not good. She controls she's, it, man. She controls everything got some around darkness. her. Darkness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So where where do you think we go from there? Not one single clue at all. Not at all. I have no idea. Do you think we're gonna find Peacemaker? I have no. Right now, I have no idea. Like there are so many things that could happen. What is going on now? What did she just inhale? Who knows? Like, has that made her into a creeper reaper? Who knows? Like, is that good? What is, so are they going to doing with ma'am? The whole team is going to go back together. It's hot going to go back with them. Is she going to kill them off? Like, who knows? Is what was she doing with ma'am? Yes. So did ma'am know? Obviously ma'am knew that she was connected to the herbs. I don't know. It's a lot, lot to unpack. There's a ton. Is Rachel going to be safe? She just went off with a knife and she just went off to find some icky people. Yeah. To stab them. Going to have some street justice, Rachel style. Right. Who knows? How would you even stab a reaper? You can't see it. Or maybe she's going to go after ma'am. Yeah, maybe. Is she going after Holt? Is she going after Cocaine Cleo? I don't know, but it is fucking is she going to go carve a wooden sign? We don't know what she's doing. <laughs> carve a wooden sign. <laughs> she's got a knife. What is she going to whittle something? I don't know. We do have some voicemails oh. and some emails. Ooh. We have, uh, let's see. We have a DM on Twitter from Ashley. It says, hi, Anne. Red Mint from Toronto here. I just had to tell you, I convinced my wife to watch all of Winona Earp while we were both on maternity leave together after the birth of our second baby (gasps) a couple weeks ago. That's exciting. 
Mazel tov. We've just started on season one, episode seven, maybe. And it's hilarious. She's probably not sleeping much. Probably not. She oh, God. Remember which episode she's and on? And there's another kiddo involved as well. Ooh. Oh, shush. It reminds me so much of you and Casey on the podcast. She thinks Dolls is a werewolf, asks me a million questions I can't answer, and is singing this, the theme song, like right now as she makes lunch. No, she, the wife thinks that Dolls is a werewolf? Mm-hmm. See? And she can't stop, thinking, she can't stop singing the theme song, and like as Ashley was <laughs> typing the DM, she could hear her in the other room making lunch doing the theme song. Uh, she says, it makes me love this show and fandom so much more. Thank you, Ashley. Good luck with the new Good luck with it and just sleep when it sleeps. Yeah. Don't do the laundry. Let the dishes pile up. You literally just need to sleep. Mm -hmm. It's a different kind of sleep deprived. It's not the same sleep deprivation that I have from staying up and reading fan fiction too long. It's that newborn. different yeah, kind of that newborn sleep up. deprived where you're like your internal nervous system is buzzing all the time and you're like mm. and you literally put like the milk in the cupboard yes. and the cereal in the fridge oh god but I bless it's it gonna be per- ashley it'll Ash- be fine. it'll be beautiful it's gonna eventually be great. they sleep and they don't need things well she knows because they have one already right so they say i don't know <laughs> um <laughs> we have an email from Rach. It says, hi, Ann and Casey. I'm finally diving into the ERP podcast world, and I started with your podcast. Mm-hmm. I started the episodes about three weeks ago while at work, and I have been listening to them every day since. I've finished all of the episodes, and you both cracked me up. You've helped make my workday survivable with your hilarious back and forth. Casey, I love hearing all of your theories and thoughts. I love getting to experience the episodes all over again through you. I cannot wait until you finish season season four and you can erp out with us all on Twitter. Me either. (laughs) And we have such a fun time. And your Easter eggs are so good. And I love how most times Casey doesn't notice or think twice about them. I just wanted to say thank you for doing this podcast. It's been lovely to have erp content to listen to while we fight for a new home. You are both incredible. All my love, Rach. P.S. Before I hit submit on this email, I got a security thing where I had to choose photos with stairs on them. Shut and I thought up. It was very fitting. That to is share. funny. <laughs> what are the goddamn odds of that? That's funny. That is funny. Um, we received a ton of voicemails from the Texas Erper <gasps> Retreat. Oh, my God. <laughs> I cannot play them because. Why? Because apparently it was just Alice holding the retreat people <laughs> hostage all weekend saying, record something for Anne and Casey. <laughs> so it was just like that night my phone kept going off and I have, let me see, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, Oh my God, seven, shut up. Eight, shut just like up. nine different. <laughs> voicemails and it's them just like i'm assuming there was drinking involved you think there was a lot of shenanigans involved really? and it's just random texas erper retreaters can you leaving ridiculous voicemails yeah i can send you some and some of them like thought they were recording and they weren't recording send and it's like getting all cut off so we hear you we see you and we're glad you had a good time at the i Herb bet texas it was retreat. so fun you know who you are. 
But we do have, let me find this voicemail. Hi, Ann and Casey. This is Kat from Pittsburgh, and it's like my fourth try recording. So here's hoping it works. I'm a new erper, and I don't have a lot of free time to binge watch, but I wanted something spoiler-free to listen to during my workday to help scratch the itch. Your podcast was recommended to me by Megan from the Buffering the Vampire Slayer podcast fan group. So shout out to Megan for the great recommendation. Until I finally finished season four of Winona Earp this week, I was following similar rules as Casey with the internet and the fandom to keep myself spoiler free because I made the mistake of Googling Bobo Del Rey when I was on episode two, which really spoiled a ton in like one sentence. But listening to your podcast while I work has helped me feel connected to the fans in a really warm and special way. Without Why Not Podcast, I never would have known a love so strong and mighty as the one that Erpers have for each other in the show. So then, aside from being sappy, I do have a question for Anne. Do you ever feel left out because your name doesn't rhyme with Casey, Tracy, and Stacy? <laughs> Just something I noticed. Uh, all right, that's it. Great podcast, and I can't wait to hear Casey's reactions to the episodes that I've seen and she hasn't. Bye. <laughs> that's funny wow she picked up on that that's good i know i was like oh shit we say people's names too much of this podcast they know everyone's name in our life (laughs) fun fact my other girlfriends ended in like e also oh yeah Mm -hmm. huh interesting i know that's weird huh so that was nice thank you I, i know i like how Kat said that they felt connected to the fandom in a warm and fuzzy way. Well, that was really kind. That was really kind. Super kind. And then um, Kat sent us another voicemail uh, since we've been gone for so long. They just sent another one just the other day. So let's hear that one. Hi, Ann and Casey. It's Kat from Pittsburgh again. I know I just sent you guys a voicemail (laughs) last week, but I wanted to send another one real quick before I forget because I have a whole new appreciation for your podcast now. I'm visiting my family for the first time in two years right now. It's a longer visit than I was sort of planning for because of canceled flights. So what better way to spend my extra time than to get my mom hooked on Winona Earth? Stop. And I'm sure you know, sitting next to someone who's never seen the show, and I've forbidden her from Googling anything like Casey – And just hearing her reactions and theories is the most fun I've ever had in my life. It is so much fun to introduce someone new to Winona. Um, My favorite theory of hers, um, which is as of 204, uh, where we're at right now, she said, and I quote, Lucado is a demon or a revenant or something. She is not real and she's wicked and she has something to do with the goo or maybe the face demons or something. So that's my favorite theory. I cannot stop laughing when she gets on her Lucado train. Uh, Anyway, this whole time with my mom has made me realize uh, that introducing someone new to Winona is so fun. It makes me think of you guys and really appreciate Anne's ability to like not reveal anything. So thanks for that. And uh, anyway, uh, feel free to save this for a future podcast episode so I don't like monopolize all your voicemail time. Or play it now, or don't play it on air at all. Uh, whatever you want to do. Um, 
but I eagerly await your return from your trips back into my headphones. I hope you had some nice time off. Um, and I'll listen to you guys soon. Bye. How fun is that? is that? Oh, that's awesome. I look forward to maybe having a friend or somebody that I can introduce. <laughs> I'll work on it. <laughs> well, it'll be it'll be fun when you're done mm-hmm. and you can talk about all the seasons uh-huh. with other herpers. Yeah, 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 for like, sure. Not like in this this segmented right. chunks of of bits. I can't wait to just go back and binge it all. You know, like binge it all, mm-hmm. watch the panels, um, see all the like the gifts that are out there mm-hmm. from like all the seasons, mm-hmm. and just like oh, that's fun that she did that with her mom, and her mom's into it. I know. I just love people's theories where it's like she's involved with the goo, yeah, or the face demons. <laughs> it's I'm, sh- and you're like so sure of your theories. <laughs> And then it's like, it's never no. what you think it is, but you're just, you're dead set yeah. that you've got it all. I've got this figured out. Um, I don't, did I tell you that Jackie started watching? No. I ta- I talked to her, this is an old friend of mine, like one of my oldest friends and uh, haven't seen them in probably as long. Well, she came to my wedding, so I've seen her or more uh, recently than I have seen you. Uh-huh. Um, but anyways, so I talked to them like a couple weeks ago and we talked for like two hours and, but we hadn't talked in a really long time and the podcast came up and I thought she meant et cetera. I was like, oh, you mean the one with Casey? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, which one? Cause so I couldn't like explain, I had to go into the whole thing mm-hmm. to explain, well, we're doing this other podcast. Right. So then I explained the show and the fandom and so she texted me and she told me that they had started watching oh, it. Oh, right? really? Yeah. And so she's like, this is August 1st. She was like, uh, Jeff and I just watched season one episode, or we're now at season one, episode six. And I'm like, oh, do you like it? She's like, yeah. Um, so then I told her a little bit about the show and some of the actors and actresses like up to that point. Mm-hmm. And then. So then just this Saturday, she's like, Jeff and I literally watched Winona Earp all day. Oh my and God. We're just pulling ourselves away <gasps> to go to bed at 1 a.m. Oh my God. Are you serious? Yeah. So she's, and they're a three hour time difference from me. So she's like, she's texting me at 1 a.m. Because they're in Florida. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I said, it's the best show ever. What season are you on? And she says, season two, episode five, I think. And then I say, it gets better mm-hmm. and better. Keep going. And then she says, question, was Ward Earp a bad guy? Sounds like he would hit his wife. Oh, what? <laughs> right? And this is season two, episode five. And I said, well, I'm not going to give you any spoilers, but I love hearing your theories. I love hearing um, how you like the show. And she won't let it go. It just seems like he was. <laughs> he was partial to Willa because she was the heir. And, and ki- he kind of just ignored Waverly. And then Waverly and Winona were talking about uh, where their mom would bring them to play after the dad hit the mom. And I'm like, okay, fine. Word was a complete asshole. And you, you find out more it. later no! on. <laughs> well, she, I mean, we do know at that point. Like, Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And then... um. I'm like little bits come out later, but yeah, complete asshole. 
She's like, so interesting. We started on season one, episode four, and we went all day and night, except for a few interruptions like children. And I'm like, feel free to text me your theories and reactions because I love hearing other people's perspectives and theories. And then um, I said, you finished 205 or you stopped watching at 204. What was happening in the last episode you watched? Mm -hmm. I was trying to figure out where she was. She's like, it was the episode where everyone in the town was asleep and she was further along in the pregnancy. So Doc and Dolls could see that she was pregnant. I'm like, oh, yeah, she was pregnant in real life. They rewrote parts of the season to write it in, write the, you know, the pregnancy into the script. Mm -hmm. And she gave birth like three days after they wrapped the season. I said, she does all that shit pregnant. She says, I totally guessed it. And Jeff said she must be pregnant in real life because the big clothes and all the shots they were (gasps) So it's like, we're just going, it's 1 yeah. a.m. And she's like, still going, going about me, it. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, oh, I think you're, um, you're on 207 next. And it's hilarious. And then uh, she just goes on. She's like, I swear I recognize the person who plays Waverly, but I don't recognize any of the movies that they've been in. Funny. She's into it. <laughs> right. So now she's like Googling mm-hmm. like, yeah. who plays she's what looking. role. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So funny. Isn't it? And then later on, she said something else. And then she goes, you're such an erper. And I'm like, yes, yes, I am. She called you one? (laughs) She called me an erper. (laughs) That was pretty hilarious. So I got a package in the mail and it was from you. And it had such a nice card. Thank you very much. But also it had, we're Twinkies. I have a sign just like you. And it's from um, Terry Holly. It's our, for those of you who are listening, which is all of you because kids know that it's about video. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a wood burning of our logo and it's really awesome. And it's hanging on my wall. So thank you very much, Terry. Yeah. Thank you so much, Terry. I've had that for a while. Terry sent a package. You have? Yeah. A while back. Um, Well, it was kind of big. I couldn't just like stick it in an envelope. That's true. So I had been holding on to it and um, I was like, I'm going to send, I'm going to send the other one to Casey. And so Terry probably doesn't even know I took forever to send it. So I've had it for a really long time, Terry. She has, she, I, man, I just forgot. Yeah. The the (laughs) day after you sent it to me, Terry, I just turned that time. Turnaround time was really So now I have to show you. So this is a picture that my mom gave me that I have it hanging hanging up there because it reminds me of the um, homestead. You can't really mm-hmm. see it. I can kind of see it. And then these are the two ornaments that you gave me. It says Erp and Erper. And mm-hmm. now I have that. So I have a little bit of a thing. And there's a W, which is your last name, but it also could stand for Wynona oh, sure or Waverly yeah. or Wyatt or Willow Or Ward. Or Ward. Any of the was. <laughs> could be ah i see what you did there thank you because that was an herb also Mm -hmm. casey if somebody wanted to send us something in the snail mail how would they do that uh you send it to why not podcast at 1336 moore park road number 279 in thousand oaks california Nine one three six oh. She thinks she's singing Jenny. I got your number right now. <laughs> yes, you could do that, or you could leave us a voicemail or email by finding us on whynot.com. And where can they find us on the Twitter? At whynotp. You betcha. You can also buy us a drink. 
and buy us some merch too. And all those links are on whynot.com. Thank you so much for all the things and the letters and the voicemails. And the love. The love. We love hearing it. Mm-hmm. It's so good to be back. I missed podcasting with you. I missed you too. It was too long. Let's not do that again. Let's not. I mean, you could have texted me. And if you had an iPhone, I could have voice texted you. You got to let it go. Bye. Bye. Beep, beep, beep. Now beep, beep. He grabs her hand. Stop. Oh, sorry. <laughs> beep, beep. Would you? Beep, no, beep, I say beep, beep. beep, beep. <laughs> Don't say beep beep. Beep beep. <laughs> Hang on, I'm, I'm googling something. Balls deep. Don't Google that. Don't Google balls deep. Beep beep. Three six seven five three oh nine. No. It's eight six seven five three oh eight six seven five three oh nine. Do you know what that is? Jenny, I got your number. I need to make you mine.